Welcome to the Business Renegades podcast. We're dedicated to challenging the status quo. I'm Maria Kreider, course creator. And I'm Tara Leeson, business mentor. We provide practical advice and actionable tips to help you break free from the same old strategies. We'll explore different aspects of business, such as mindset, marketing, leadership, and more, and discuss how to approach them differently. We're talking with entrepreneurs who have found success in their own unique approaches and learn from their experiences. Hey, Renegades, welcome back. Today, we're hanging out with James Dunn. He is the mindset master, but even cooler than his title is his introduction. So let's just dive right in. I share a lot of what I've gone through in life, you know, because kind of what we were talking about even before, you know, we started recording here was there, people love to see that, or they see the polished version of, you know, what people are now. And they don't hear the backstory. They don't hear where people came from, where they started from. And it's actually kind of interesting and funny too, because I just finished reading the book. I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. She played um, Sam on iCarly and Sam and Cat. And she talks about going through bulimia. Her mom was an overly controlling narcissist. Um, she actually found out her, like when she was in her 20s, she found out her dad wasn't her dad. Like she had no clue. You know, all these things. And there's so many stories of, people who that we put up on these pedestals, these famous people, um, successful people. And we think that they just automatically, you know, became famous, rich, happy, whatever it is that they've achieved. We think that's where they just landed because they decided it one day and none of them started there. They all had massive struggles, challenges, traumas that they've gone through. Um, there's so many stories that, you know, if you really start digging and looking for, you will find, and I started finding them myself because what, you know, I struggled with, you know, some of the things we talked about, or, you know, you talk about my intro, intro and I'll just share a real quick piece of it is, you know, I was adopted. I grew up in a household with an alcoholic father. I was arrested for attempted armed robbery when I was 17 years old, had my first kid when I was 21. Um, so these were things that I held as stories in the back of my head, why I can't be successful, why I can't be happy, why I can't do anything that I want in life of any true value. But as I went through this journey and finally got to a point where I was fed up with that bullshit, I started looking for people. Well, who has been adopted in this world? You know, what have they done? Oh, there's this guy by the name of Steve Jobs. You might have heard of him. He created the iPhone, you know, and he was adopted. He didn't let that stop him. Um, there's so many stories of people who had Oprah Winfrey. She had a child when she was 14 years old. So I didn't have mine until 21. So, I mean, hey, she did it seven years before me and she's, she's turned out okay. You know, so you can look no matter what you've gone through, you can find people who have gone through that challenge and overcome it. So um, we got to let those stories go and just move on um, and become the best that we can be because it's, it's available there for us. If we just, we'll go chase it. I mean, that's huge. That's so amazing. So I want to know, how did you start changing your mindset so that you could let go of some of those stories? What did you do? Honestly, um, I just got tired of my own shit. It's what it boiled down to. It was a situation where I had gone through all of the things I talked about, held on to that belief up until my mid-20s, um, late 20s actually, got a job in a management position. They introduced me to personal development, started reading books like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, discovered Tony Robbins on the late night infomercials. Um, so I started getting introduced to these ideas that there was this other world out there that you could change where you've come from, what you've gone through. Um, 
and thought I was on this great path. Like, okay, I've got this figured out. I see now there's this other world that I can you know, dive into. I can change my history or I don't have to hold on to that anymore. Well, fast forward 14 years, I find myself getting my second divorce. Second time I'm going to have to raise a child in a split home after I'd swore I would never do that again because I did that to my son. And I'm like, I'm not doing this to my daughter. Fuck me. God damn it. Here I am again, doing it all over. And so at that point, I had to take responsibility. I had to look at this situation like, okay, two divorces, one common denominator. That's me. I have to figure something else out. Something has to change. So I went to my very first Tony Robbins event. That thing just blew my mind. Um, What it really showed me, and it took me still even a little while after that, um, but what it showed me ultimately was you can read the books, but it's very easy to separate yourself from those people when you just read a book. If you don't put yourself in a room with other people, if you don't actually see it physically in person, then or have people to hold you accountable, then again, it's really easy to dismiss it. Like, well, it's easy for Tony Robbins to go through what he went through because he, you know, again, talking about people who went through crazy things, his mom was just crazy, um, beat him relentlessly. He shared stories of all kinds of crazy things that she did. Um, but once you get into a room, and hear other people's stories and start talking amongst yourselves, again, then you start to realize, wait, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who's had a fucked up childhood. I'm not the only one that went through this or that or whatever. So it was number one, taking that personal accountability, but then opening up and sharing with other people and hearing their stories and giving them the safe space um, and finding that safe space that I could share. Once I was able to do that, that's when it really started to unfold and um, take effect and start having some real impact, not the surface level impact that I thought that in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm really making some progress. I wasn't doing shit. I was just spouting off all kinds of stuff from books and I sounded really cute and wonderful. And like, he's so smart. I didn't do a goddamn thing, you know? <laughs> so you've really got to put yourself out there and connect with other people. Um, that I think is a big, huge stepping stone for you. If you'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up, I think I was maybe eight or nine years old. And I, I remember my mom sitting on the couch being like frustrated. She was just fucking sick of her life. And you could tell. I mean, I, at, at 10, eight or nine years old, <laughs> I knew this. Like I, I recognized that look. And I was like, I never want to be her. Mm. I never yeah. want to be her. And growing up, my mom was my biggest role model. I looked up to her. But I wanted to do everything opposite of her. Yeah. She got married really young, I think like 18. Mm. I was like, I'm not getting married at 18. I was 23 <laughs> before I got married. And I thought that was that was pretty old because I grew up in a small town where people were having kids at 15, 16 years old and getting married at, you know, 17, 18. Wow. So 23 to me was like super old. <laughs> You're really ancient by that point. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I never want to be you. I want to be completely different. I grew up in a trailer park, like a small mobile home community. I'm like, I don't want to be here. My brother and sister still live in that same neighborhood. I left at 17. I was like, see, I'm never coming back to this black (laughs) hole of a town. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, as we're going through it, um, we can look at it and say, man, this sucks. This is the worst thing ever. Why did I have to go through this? But if we... Look back now, I wouldn't trade any of the shit that I went through 
mm-hmm. for anything in the world because it is what drives me. It's what pushes me. It's what makes me want to be better. And nothing wrong with you know. You said you grew up in a trailer park. I grew up in a you know a very small you know community, seven thousand people, very blue collar, very just all the whole purpose in life. I hate to say this, but to me, the mindset is I'm just gonna you know. Oh man, how did I always phrase this? I, I was just born to die, basically. You know, I I get up, I go to work, I hate my fucking job, can't stand it. At the end of the day, I go drink beer until I pass out on the couch and I get up and I do the same thing over and over and over again. So that's their whole mentality, really, is there's no hope, there's no dreams, there's no aspiration to do anything bigger. And having if I had not come from that, then maybe I would find myself, you know, where it was, you know, oh well, life's okay, it's not that bad, I'm cool. Um, but no, I'm always pushing, I'm always driving because I want something better for myself. I want something better for my daughter. I want to challenge myself. And I heard a great quote by Dave Grohl yesterday. I love Dave Grohl, you know, Foo Fighters. And he was talking about, um, like video, not videos. He was talking about writing books and, you know, doing movies and uh, being a producer and all these things. He's like, I don't know if I can do any of them. That's why I have to do it. You know, and I love that because that's exactly how I feel. It's like, I don't know if I can do this, but that's, there's just this drive inside of me. I have to fucking find out if I can do it. And it's going, you know, through the challenge we went through as a child um, or in our youth or whatever, and not being exposed to, let's say an amazing, incredible life, quote unquote, early on. We're like, no, I'm going to go push myself. I'm going to challenge myself. And that drive is built from going through those challenges at a young age. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I really resonate with what you said about, um, you know, doing it for your daughter, doing it like just really pushing yourself so that you're not just like floating through life. You wanted something better Yeah. because I felt the same way. I also was divorced and, um, remarried now, but that is what really drives me is I never want to be back in that place. And I want to, you know, make sure that I can build that life that I want. And that feels better than where I was because yeah. I don't want to be back there. Yeah. I think, I think experiencing a shitty situation, whether it's a shitty, you know, growing up mm-hmm. a shitty marriage or shitty relationship, whatever it is, that shitty situation that you don't want to find yourself in is such a powerful motivator to get you the fuck out of it. Yeah. 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 And, and I think too, one of the things that's so important is how we look at that experience because for the longest time I looked at it and says, well, this is the reason why I can't be this or I can't have whatever. It's just flipping that switch of saying, okay, this doesn't mean anything about me. And this was a great lesson I learned, um, you know, going to that Tony Robbins event was, Um, He likes to say that life happens for us. You know, it doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. So how can we look at whatever's happened to us and say, okay, how is this happening for me? I've gone through this challenge, like I said, so it can help me see what's better and see what is available. Um, But also understanding that there, nothing in our life has any meaning except for the meaning that we give it. So we can look at the divorce. We can look at our alcoholic parents. We can look at whatever and say, well, it means this. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I, I thought it meant I'm a piece of shit, you know, I was adopted. So that meant, you know, nobody loves me, you know, okay. This, my biologic parents, they don't love me. They just fuck this kid. We don't want him, send him off to wherever. 
Um, no, I mean, if I look at it now and I can reframe that, I look at it as like, no, I was doubly loved because my biological parents realized that this was not a great situation for me. So they gave me up for adoption versus aborting me, which I wouldn't fucking be in the live right now, you know? And then also I had a second set of parents that loved me enough to take me into their home, raise me. So exact same scenario, but I can look at it from either direction and one's going to empower me and one is going to disempower me. So which one do I choose to look at? I'm going to choose now, which I didn't before, but I'm going to choose now to look at the empowering, you know, version of that story, because you can look at everything from two different perspectives or a hundred different perspectives. So let's make it a point to find the one that's going to help us and drive us towards what we want, not make us feel like shit all the time. And I think that that's, something to really remember that it is a choice Mm -hmm. it's not you know you're not forced into a situation you choose it and you choose to change your mindset you can choose to look at it differently and you can choose to not and look at it negatively as well but it is a choice it's a choice that you have to make yeah and sometimes that's hard because life just happens on autopilot you know and so we you know if we get well, and also when you look at life, you know, we were, were evolutionarily, you know, we were brought up, you know, to worry about survival. We like to think our brain is all about, you know, wanting us to be happy. No, it wants to keep us alive. That's its number one primary focus. Yeah. And so it's looking for the scary things. It's looking for the things that could possibly hurt us. And so we have to shift that say, okay, listen, man, I'm in a pretty good freaking life here. You know, even in our shittiest situation, we're still so much better off than the vast majority of the world. So let's really stop and focus on again, what's the positive that I have here? What is the thing that I can choose to focus on instead of feeling bad for myself or I didn't get this promotion or that relationship didn't work out or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit happens. Let's move on. Let's find something today that we can be happy about and that will help us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So my therapist, and I couldn't have said it any better myself. She says, your brain is a little bitch and it likes to lie to you. Mm -hmm. And the best thing you can do is make your brain your bitch by replacing its (laughs) thoughts. Yes. I love that. I love that. And it's, it is such a challenge. Um, you know, and it's funny because I used to hate affirmations. I thought they were the biggest joke in the world, you know, because you can say like, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. But you look at my face and I ain't fucking happy, you know? And so, yes, the words are there, but you have to put the feeling, you have to put the emotion into it. You have to buy into them. And so I've got where anymore, literally the very first thing I do, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I usually go pee first. But after that, after I get out of bed and I pee, then I put on my headphones and I play some affirmations in my ears of just, you know, positive thoughts. You know, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm capable, all these things. Very first thing, while my brain's still in that kind of a mushy, you know, mode, it's absorbing this right out of the gates. And I'll play positive songs. And I don't mean just like cheesy, corny songs. I mean, I'll find music that I love but that has a very positive message into it. And I've started weeding out some songs I really like because if I listen to this lyrics, I'm like, oh, I don't like that message, man. And that sucks because I love the fucking beat to this song. So I'll, I'll still listen to it, but not as much, but just constantly finding that positive reinforcement, you know, and getting into communities like we're all in, you know, where it's people who are talking about the positive things, um, empowering ourselves, but you really just have to constantly feed that to yourself over and over and over. You can't just think that you're going to wake up every day and be in this positive mindset, it doesn't fucking happen at all. You have to feed it every single day. Yeah. 
yeah, that's 100%. Like, and I, I feel the same way. I did not really, I guess, believe in affirmations for lack of a better way of explaining it. Um, until I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. And then it worked. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's funny how that happens. But um, yeah, just it's sometimes the things that you don't want to do, you just have to, you know, give it a try sometimes because replacing those thoughts is huge. Like that's something that you have to do in order to not get sucked into that negative spiral and just because it's so easy to go that way too mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that so yeah it's and, easier and, to go that way i think oh yeah. absolutely yeah, absolutely and the one thing too that i would suggest you know if you do decide to do affirmations or you want to help yourself with this is once you do the affirmations then start looking for evidence of that because that's the big key part of it is when we just sit there and say i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy but again my face is all scowled up and I'm cursing at every single person that's cut in front of me in traffic or whatever. And I stub my toe and all this. I'm just, I, I, I'm not feeling very happy, but if I, if I say I'm happy and then I make it a point, okay, today, my intention is I'm going to look for something that shows me that I am happy or that I'm powerful. I'm strong, whatever these words are, I need to find evidence of that. And it doesn't have to be a lot, but if I can just find it once, okay, look, there's proof that if I find it once, I can find it over and over and over again. We can keep you know, placing these little things and setting yourself up for success. You know, that's a big piece of it too. If the affirmation is, I want to be happy, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. How can I plant little seeds throughout the course of my day to make sure that I'm happy? Can I schedule just a little five minute break where I go, you know, do a crazy dance thing or I play some awesome music or I have a, t- you know, I have a chance to chat with one of my great friends that I know is going to tell me a raunchy joke that would offend the fuck out of everybody, but I'm going to love it. You know, find little things that you can do to, again, reinforce those affirmations um, and those beliefs that we're trying to build. We've got to set ourselves up and not, again, just hope and wait because that it's not going to happen if we just hope and wait. And, and it will but we don't want to rely on that because it's not going to happen consistently enough to build that belief to the level that we want it to be, that we need it to be, to keep going on and doing what we want to do. So James, can you share with us, how can people work with you? So right now, the only way to work with me is one-on-one. I've got some different programs that I'm putting together. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, um, the master plan was something, yep, that was something that initially was just a one-off kind of 90 minute master class that I was doing, but the more I've thought about it, I'm going to expand it into a longer program, um, to really dive deep into getting that clarity, getting that vision around your life, which I mean, sounds generic. It's like, what the fuck? We've all set goals before, but this is, this goes beyond this. This gives you a framework every single day. You wake up excited about life, knowing you know, this part of my life is covered. My whole life is holistically, it's all, you don't want to say imbalanced because nothing is perfectly imbalanced, but I know I'm addressing all sides of it. Um, and I wake up every single day knowing, okay, here's what I want to focus on. And I don't have that stress and that overwhelm of like, oh shit, well, what about my finances? And, oh shit, what about my happiness? And oh shit, what about my relationships? You've got it all kind of figured out. So at this moment, one-on-one coaching in the near future, there will be other programs that I'm building out, um, including the master plan and other fun things that, you know, all kinds of fun things coming this year. I love that. I love the premise behind the master plan, how it encompasses 
fucking everything because I do feel for me personally, and I know a lot of people feel the same way. I'll be doing really great at work. My business is doing well. And then I turn around and look at my kitchen and my <laughs> kitchen's a fucking disaster and nobody's done yeah. dishes for three days. And like, no, I mean, I have little kids, so obviously no one's taking the initiative to step yeah. up there. <laughs> yep. Or I'll do really great with housekeeping, but like my emails haven't been checked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's one of the things. And and this is the thing too, is there's seasons in life, you know, so certain parts are going to get let go because trust me, there's certain parts of, of my household that I'm like, it looks like shit. I don't care because that's not my focus, you know, but that's also part of it is understanding that I don't need to worry about that right now. I realize I'm letting that slide to a certain degree because this is the other area that I'm focusing on a little more heavily right now. And then we'll worry about this over here, but making sure you sit down and get that on a piece of paper or I'm, I'm big, a paper, I'm a big paper guy. I don't like computers. Computers are great, but I'm much more on paper, but getting it out there in front of you and looking at it, say, okay, I'm choosing not to focus on, on this area right now. It's fine where it's at. It's not great. Maybe it's not to the level I want it to be. It's not completely up there, but I know there's this other place I want to work on right now, because then when you do that, you're not stressing about the dishes. You're not stressing about, okay, maybe I'm not in a relationship right now, but I don't, I don't worry about it. That's not my focus at this moment. Right now, I'm more worried about building my business, let's say. So the relationship would probably suffer because I need to spend so much time on this you know, business right now. So instead of stressing, oh, shit, I should be on my business. I should be trying to get this relationship. I should be you know, doing this over here and I should be doing this over here. You know, I've got it all mapped out and I'm focused on this because this is what I want to focus on. And I'll focus on this later and I'll focus on this at some other time. And that's that's why we want to get that plan, get that all out there. Um, because I don't want to fucking wake up every single day stressing over life. Life is too goddamn short. I'm here to have fun, enjoy life, connect with awesome, amazing people and do amazing things, not wake up every day trying to figure out, fuck there's, and this is what I always stress to people. I, I can have you sit down right out a list of the hundred most important things you need to get done today. Right. And let's just say by some freak of nature, you got all 100 of those things done today. Guess what? Tomorrow, I could have you wake up. You can make a brand new list of 100 things that you could do. And you can do that day after day after day. Yeah. You're never going to get it all fucking done. So let's get clear on what it is that is truly important to you and what you want to focus on today and let all the rest of that shit fucking go. Yeah. Yes, preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all need more of that. So yeah. tell us. Last thing here, tell us how you do things differently. How do I do differently? How do I do things differently? Um, I just say fucking go for it. You know, I lived for so long and maybe this is coming with age. I don't know what it is. I'm just getting tired of my own shit, but anymore, I just fucking go for it. And I, and I saw hints of that so much in my life you know, through some crazy things that I've done, you know, like, you know, the fire walk at the 20 Robbins event, I've done that four times. I've jumped out of airplanes. Matter of fact, the first four times I flew in an airplane, I didn't land with it. You know, I went skydiving before I ever flew commercially. So I always thought that was so cool. Um, I ended up, you know, doing promotional work for the rock band kiss for a while because I just, I said, fuck it, man, I'll figure out how to work with these guys. Cause they were my favorite band, you know? And so just going for it. Uh, so many of us, so so often we even talked about this a little bit before too, was we, we try and plan out everything. We worry so much about what's going to happen. And anymore, it's just like fucking go for it because you're going to figure it out along the way. You're going to fuck things up, whether you have the best plan laid out or not. So you might as well go ahead, try it, figure it out and not to say don't plan for anything, 
but don't get so hung up on a plan that you get caught up in that analysis paralysis of like, well, this isn't perfect. That's not perfect. And I got to get this lined up first. No, just get you a, a sort of an idea and then fucking start running and it'll all work itself out. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Exhibit, exhibit A right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. James, thank you so much for being here. No. I appreciate you. Thank you, ladies. I am so, I'm so excited for you. I know this is going to be so much fun. Um, and just, yeah, just, just keep going with it. You know, I know my podcast is something I plan on bringing back around. But again, this is where we talk about getting that whole plan in life. It's like right now is not the perfect moment, so I'm not worried about it. So I'm not stressing over it. It will come back. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Renegades podcast, where we challenge the status quo and explore new ways of doing business. If this episode inspired you to think outside the box, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your support helps us reach more rebels like yourself who are eager to challenge the traditional business model. So don't be shy, let others know about the show, and keep spreading the word. Until next time, keep pushing boundaries and being a business renegade.